Hello and welcome to the Unknown Comics Podcast. I'm Brandon and my co-host with me today, as mostly always, we've had some weirdness, Darren, Chris, and Tanner. Say hi, guys. Hello. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> so, yes, all four of us back in the room for the first time in More than a month. Yeah. Damn COVID. More than a month? No, more than a month. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been live since November. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, because we well, had, no, we, we started we started this in December. No, we started podcasting maybe that in December. first week because because what happened with me? Well, we did okay. So here's how it went down: we did our first episode, we did the second episode, which was amazing, and nobody will ever hear it. Yeah, Tanner heard it. Uh, Tanner heard it. <laughs> I, I heard the music. I didn't hear the <laughs> he episode. Heard how terrible. But it was then happening. we did. Y'all did the third episode because. I was in Michigan and I came back sick. No, yeah. so this is the third episode. Yeah, this is the third we did, episode because y'all game. redid. Yeah, yeah, we redid the second. Y'all redid yeah. the second episode. We had, uh, 1. 1. 1. We, we 1. had the 1.5, 2. and then we did episode official two. Because Brandon yeah. ended up with COVID, I ended up with COVID, uh, and so I, I pieced put... out to not get COVID. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Was... I may or may not. <laughs> I lost sense of smell for a while, but that's that's yeah. all I know. It, I don't know anything else. I, I and yeah, Darren was in the hospital. No. I had a sore throat. <laughs> you know, life is fair. <laughs> so no one died. So that's a positive. Well, yeah. Cause... So uh, so yeah, we got a lot to talk about. But first, um, you know, as as with the beginning of the rest of these podcasts, we want to let y'all kind of get to know us a little bit better. So uh, Darren's told his story. I, yeah. Tanner's Tanner told his. Mine. Tanner has told his kind of geekdom story. So it's time to tell mine. Um, so Guys, I prepare. This gonna be a long conversation. <laughs> I've I've been a geek my entire life. I I grew up. My brother is eleven years older than I am. Um, something y'all can relate to in y'all's family. Mm-hmm. Large sibling gaps. Uh, but it, pretty much it was just me and my brother. Not pretty much. It was just me and my brother. Uh, he was eleven years older, and he grew up a geek. So I just kind of grew up in it. You know, watching. You know cartoons and sci-fi shows and and all that stuff just kind of being into it i don't remember the first time i saw star wars like it just was around me so much that i just always knew Mm -hmm. you know the stories um so as far as comics goes uh i had i mean i had probably had comic books growing up you know stuff that my brother had gotten and just kind of handed down to me but he wasn't a big comic book guy um so it really wasn't until um, we were moving up to Colorado. Um, or no, sorry, moving back from Colorado. So I was born and raised here for the most part. We moved up to Colorado in fifth grade. And then in sixth grade, they were moving us back to Amarillo. And uh, because we were driving a lot, um, we would stop like, and I would get, you know, stuff at the truck stop just to pass the time or whatever. And uh, so I remember... I remember always liking the X-Men. So my, my, one of my friends growing up, Dallas, his dad was a big collector of stuff. And so he had the 1990, which I believe was the first series of the Marvel trading cards, the ones that are on those boards out there. Probably. So I think that was the first series that, mm-hmm. that Fleer had, Fleer? Flair, 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 I can't remember. Flicker. I had made, and he had he had the complete set in a binder, and I remember I'd go stay the night at his house, and I'd just flip through that binder, and it was all like these Marvel characters. You're not there to stay the yeah. night with your friend. You're there to look at his dad's well, comic he'd, stuff. He'd, yeah. he'd, be, he'd be playing on the Commodore or whatever, you know, and we'd be interacting, but that's what 
That's what I like to do. Is What's Commodore? It's a computer. It was an old computer that you could play games and stuff on. Like Oregon Trail? This Snake. Is, this is before. Pong. No, this is before Oregon Trail. Dang, so, um, Gina. Yeah. So uh, it was old even then. Um, but I digress. Uh, so, like, I just kind of fell in love with Marvel characters because of that. And, of course, you know about DC characters because they're so popular. You yeah. know, growing up, you know who Superman and Batman Cartoons, and all those everything are. helped with that. Um, you know, TV and you, shows. Yeah, and, and Spider-Man and stuff like that. But I didn't know about, like, the X-Men or, mm-hmm. or stuff like that. So that's where I kind of fell in love with the characters. But I didn't start getting comic books until uh, I w- we were coming back to Amarillo and actually picked up uh, Jim Lee, or the, Jim Lee, the Jim Lee era of X-Men had started, the 90s era. So X-Men 1 had come out. So I remember I picked up, I think we de- I think we determined it was X-Men 14. The Executioner song one or the one no, right before it? The one right before it. It was like I a think, one-off. I think you, you actually said it was number 12. Maybe 12. Had Hazard in it was the character. He was like a one-off. I don't think we've ever seen him again. Yeah. Um, he, he looked like Colossus. I thought that's who it was at first. Uh, but anyway, I picked it up and uh, really liked the art. I think I think by 12, though, Lee was gone. Yeah, Lee was... So, uh, it was it was Art Thibbert and somebody else. Art yeah. Thibbert, I think, was the fill-in artist between that and Kubert. Yeah, so, the, so, so it would have been him... Uh, but still in a very Jim Lee style. Like, that style really didn't change. No. For it, it wasn't like X-Force where it was a dramatic change or even... Um, Is every X-Force book that way? Like, ah, oh, and then it just drastically changes? I think so, actually. <laughs> so, um, when we got back to Amarillo and moved in and we finally found our house and got moved in, uh, my mom let me get... They, they did the mail-in subscriptions. Oh, nice. This yes. is, again, out of a magazine you're ordering from. Yes. That was where if you like committed to like all 12 issues, it was like 50% off. Yeah, yeah. It was So she let me do one book, and then uh, where we lived in Amarillo after we moved back, I was close to a Homeland grocery store, the mm-hmm. one at uh, Hillside and Bell, and mm-hmm. that is now <laughs> now completely different. Yep, um, Homeland. And, uh, and so I would... I would get my other tie-in books, like <laughs> X Factor and Uncanny and all those, from Homeland. Um, I was in middle school. I had no money. <laughs> I found a way to get them. Yeah. Uh, it was me too. It was pretty easy. Let's just say there's not a there's a reason Homeland's not around anymore. Brandon's parents. Brandon's parents. If you're watching this, yeah, way to raise kids. They, they did not. <laughs> they did not have a loss prevention. You condone department. this. Shrink. Um, All the shrinking. But, so you got to think, going into that era of the X-Men, that was, I mean, aside from like the big Claremont runs in the 70s and 80s, that was the next golden age, right? Um, so you, you had Executioner Song, you had Fatal Attractions, you know, all those big crossovers, Phalanx Covenant. Um, you know, of course it was kind age of the age of Apocalypse. Yeah, I was yes. about to say we're missing And it. then yeah. of course, well, I was going to finish with that oh, one. Sorry, <laughs> this brand Building. story. Sorry. Sorry. And of course, Age of Apocalypse like sealed the deal. That was like, like I wanted, I wanted Age of Apocalypse to go on forever. Okay, so to tell you how I felt about Age of Apocalypse, like as as it was announced, all the X Men books were about to end, and Xavier was going to die because they told you Xavier was dying. Yeah, well before it happened, I was so mad. I was so just pissed off that they were about to do this Age of Apocalypse thing, and then like it was like how everybody felt about Spider Man when Doc mm-hmm. Ock was going to take over. I was that mad. Yeah. And then, like, I read it, and it was, I'm with you. Like, I was like, this should never end. I still think right now, 
anybody that's read any of the stuff, if they've read that, then they think that's the best. I think yeah. it's the best crossover. Every, that's the best. Yeah. Every time I see people talk about like what's the best X Men big event, it's mm-hmm. always anybody who knows anything. Age of Apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. You know, because for the first time, you know, villains were heroes and heroes were villains. Like the world was just, you know, it was survival. Yeah. That's all that mattered. And 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 so Magneto was the heroic mutant leader. You never seen you'd seen him be heroic, but not like heroic in the way that that would carry on Xavier's dream, right? Right. Um and that's the way he was right before the Jim Lee era, as you would say. Right. <laughs> um so it was it it was a great it was a great run and um and I like I said I was never really a collector I'm still not I'm not a, I'm not a huge collector and and so all the people that watch the live sales are probably know that now <laughs> if they keep if they, those books in the bags and boards yeah, exactly <laughs> don't, don't take them out I'm a reader I read it for the stories and mm-hmm. and the characters and and the which and, is why you read. I read digital. Digitally. <laughs> Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. You're still, no, you're like, still reading the content. I think, I think especially for collectors, yeah. you can't go wrong. If you're a reader and a collector, now you don't ever have to touch your book except for those digital codes except for the digital codes which which do affect grades with cbcs and will eventually will count as an incomplete book if you pull that sticker i think in i think in 20 years 30 years from now it'll be like it's gonna be it's gonna be the value stamp all over again i've been pulling all these stickers so i can here's the the code (laughs) (laughs) if i if i'm just going into store and i'm buying just the normal print run the odds of the value of that book it's probably not going to be huge. And it's not going to be one that I couldn't at least buy two copies of because it's just... Yeah, we have quite a few people that do do that. They yeah. have their reader copy and they have their collector they copy. They have their collector copy. See, I've yep. never been that way. In all the years I've collected comics, like I'll buy like multiples of what I think is going to be a hot book. I've never done it consistently, but occasionally I'll like, this book is... Important. Now, if it has multiple covers, that's different. Right. So... Because to me, the collectability, Ooh, excuse me. Oh, what happened there? I like kind of had a choke <laughs> moment. <laughs> to me, I think, Dang it, the I think where the, you know, because Next, <laughs> I, I kept all, I kept all my books from the nineties and I technically still have them somewhere. Well, good but, for you. Yeah. They're mostly worthless. Because yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. Do you have, Let, a, do you have any? We're going to, we're going to take a little bunny trail real quick. So back in the nineties, comic books were a dollar. Okay, so all that old X-Men stuff you can sell for roughly around five bucks right now. So you actually made, what was what is that, 400% profit? Especially if you didn't pay anything for them. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum <laughs> profit. <laughs> Again, Brandon's parents, if you're watching. They're listening. Yeah. They're listening. Um, so, <laughs> so to me, collectability now is, is variant covers, right? That's... That's where it a can lot of be. it is. It can be well, a lot of times in older stuff. It depends yeah. on what's on the cover. Right. I think more than anything, just because of of lack of print run, right? Yeah. You know, there it's not the the newsstand copy. Not well, and you know, not of, oh like my that. lord, newsstand copies are worth like double right now. Like the stuff from the older stuff, like you yeah. find a newsstand, it's worth like double. Well, I know. I'm talking about books that are going to be coming out. The other forward. the other yeah, thing you is, know. you know, even now with everybody doing exclusives and different covers, there's still the overall print run. Is still nothing compared to what it was in the nineties. Right, right. We're talking millions. Like, not that's not. Even, we're not even in. Yeah, no, nothing mean, even hits one million. I wonder how many. So, how, how many? How many? Still in the poly bag copies of Death of Superman are 
floating. Oh out God! There. I think New Mutants. That next, was it New Mutants. That one? next Force One. Oh, X Force One. Back when I owned yeah. my first door, my my goal was to get a thousand X Force One. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot. I got a couple hundred before I sold the stores. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so like I said, I I had always kind of kept up with it. Pretty much during the two thousands, I kind of stopped reading comics because I got married, was poor. You know, there was no there was no subscription service yet. No it five was, finger discount there service wasn't an anywhere. Easy stealable <laughs> no. spot. He, I, he I was gr- tried as an adult. <laughs> so he, was, he thought he had to rethink his pretty, thinking. <laughs> pretty much once I got into high school, that was over. Um, once I had a job and could actually buy books and stuff like that. But uh, um, like I said, once I got in college, met my wife and stuff like that. I really didn't read up until pretty much until Marvel now. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I had kept up with storylines. Like I knew what was happening. I'd, I'd kind of researched stuff. Um, and, and like I said, kind of knew what was happening. Um, and then pretty much, pretty much shortly after Marvel now is really when Marvel started pushing unlimited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's when they really started pushing the app, pushing yeah. the digital. Yeah. yeah. And, and unlimited was kind of the game changer because now you could pretty well go back and read a lot of the major, yeah, Comic arcs, you know, I had never read Mutant Massacre. That was kind yeah. of before, right? A lot of a lot of the stuff I yeah. had read, that's, or that's mainly one of the reasons I read most of the Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, I read it through that. Yeah, and so yeah. stuff like Dark Phoenix Saga, and going back and reading Civil War, which I, had, you know, that was kind of in that lapse. Mm-hmm. I'd never read the Civil War arc and 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 stuff like that. And going back and I've, I have now gone back and read all of the X Men's big moments. You know, ever you know from M Day all the way to you know ABX. And, and stuff like that. Um, and I've pretty well kept up with, with the X-Men since, but, but digitally. Um, so yeah, that is, that's my comic history in a nutshell. Of course, I'm just, I'm a geek of all sorts. Pretty much the only thing geeky that I won't do that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure there's others. I don't dress up for anything. No cosplay. (laughs) Not even Halloween guys. Like not this year though. I haven't done a Halloween costume since, we did like a harvest festival at our church, at the church Crystal and I met at. That was the last time I ever dressed up. And like, I just, I'm never going to LARP. Ever. Ever. I will play a role-playing game at a table. We've got some employees he that said, LARP. You he says with them. He, he'll never LARP, but I consider laser tag LARPing, and he's done that. <laughs> <laughs> laser tag is a, a it's, game. It's, it's, it's LARPing. Sci-fi, it's sci-fi LARPing. It's a game. sci-fi LARPing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's, that's what you consider that. Well, LARPing for cyberpunk. Kind of expanding <laughs> on even more so. Me and Brandon, we met in 2012. Yes. So I I finished college late, and so even yeah. though they'd been in the same places forever. Yeah. We, since the early 90s. We don't well, know how that works. Yeah, we don't even know how that works. What's crazy though is Brandon found us because he worked at a cable place that provided internet, and he's like, "Oh, this is a comic book store. I'm gonna go check that out." Yeah. He stalked us. Stalking. It was like, hey, new game store. I'm going to go check it out. We've been friends ever since. And I'm going to see how long this game store lasts because all the rest of them just going to go. It's <laughs> technically still open. Yeah, it's just under a different name. Ish. And it's on its fourth owner. They, uh, they have tables in their store we built. Yeah. I, I see it more as. <laughs> I wanted to buy back the store just for my tables. Yep. I see it more as they're different stores that just ran concurrently. <laughs> well, that's probably true. Because so. each owner was different in how they perceived how to run Definitely. the store. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, so yeah. So, so the, moving on. Yeah, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian finally. Last. No, we're going to... Oh, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about Mandalorian Mando's first. first. Yeah. I just spoiled it. Last I've been episode. waiting, like, 
weeks to talk about e- this. I don't even remember the season. Oh, yeah, I do. You, wait. How do you, what? It had been, it's been a few weeks. How do you not remember Luke? Remember Come on, man. All I remember is oh. I was right about which Jedi was coming back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't understand why. Okay, so let's not go that far. Let's start at the beginning. Wait, what? Okay. There's the beginning? The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Grogu? Grogu. <laughs> so y- y'all already talked about the episode before that, right? The non-Grogu episode. Yeah, the first time we didn't have Grogu, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, yeah. I think I remember watching that in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> The episode or us talking about the episode? Yeah, y'all talking about the episode. Okay. Oh, okay. So, because it came out the week before I went in the hospital, and then I think y'all posted it and I watched it in the hospital. So, this episode began with they were going to go strike the uh, Gideon... His cruiser. Yeah, yeah. They're going, to get yeah. To, they're going after Gideon. the moth. Yep. Going after the gut. So, Boba, they set up a trap. They, they capture the... Which they never really showed what they did with the... The doctor, like, is he just hanging out in Boba's ship? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. They they basically just left him somewhere. Hopefully, not in space, floating. He'll be fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. Okay. <laughs> right. I was real sad for him. Um. So we have that that uh, they 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 get onto the ship through sneaky ways. They they take the they take the bridge pretty easy. Yes. Um, I'd have to say they took the bridge really easy. They yeah. al- they almost well, have a scare with the dark troopers, but they, 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 yeah, they, I, he I, finds a way. I think they had the easy part. Him <laughs> getting those troopers, that <laughs> was the bad, hard part. He had a bad day. And he only got like one of them. Yeah. Thanks. Thankfully, he had, was able to open that. I'm glad he went back and found that Beskar staff. The Beskar, how do you pronounce it? Beskar. Beskar, yeah. yeah. Beskar staff and the rubbish, because that's the only thing that saved his ass. So, And there's like... Trade Federation people are going like, where were these battle droids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would have won this thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look how quickly Luke I went mean, through L- them. Yeah. Well, but you got to remember, Luke is probably one of the most jet- powerful Jedi ever. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, he does just lightsaber the crap out of them, though. Yeah. But he, he just walks through them like they're nothing. I don't know. Well, I mean, so, he was he was using the force to crunch him up. I mean, he he used every. So let me let me ask you there, this: we so. knew we knew a Jedi was going to answer the call, yep. and we had all these theories about who it could be. It it could be Ezra, or or it could be Luke, or you know some other Jedi's yeah. that Mace Windu, or you know that that we don't know are dead or whatever. When did you? What was the moment you're like? It's Luke. It, it was still it the lightsaber? Took, the, no, no. It, first, was, it was the it, it was, was the X wing. The X wing. The X wing. I said. I thought. Well, maybe Ahsoka had one, right? But then but it was Ahsoka like, already was like, turned it They're not going to bring her back See, in there. The point I knew was like it three took episodes. Me a couple seconds. Three episodes earlier, when Ahsoka turned them down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I it, I think for me the other thing was is you thought it could have been maybe one of those other guys, but then when they did all the big announcements and you know that for sure she's getting her own TV show. You know it's not going to be Ezra because they're going to leave that. You know what for that yeah. show. My right? opinion is the bosses said we cannot let the Skywalker name be ruined by the three movies. Well, that's the, <laughs> that's the thing of it. You cannot you can't do a story within the timeline of the Empire without at least mentioning the Skywalkers. Right, they are too integral to the story. Yeah. Right, and uh, it just even if they don't show Luke anymore. They've shown that he's in the process of starting the next Jedi Order. So if, they sh- if that means, but like I was telling that to Darren earlier, if that's the truth, we're never seeing Grogu again. He survived it, one it, Jedi it, massacre. It, 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 <laughs> All right, he'll be fine. Have you seen the meme where uh, Grogu's calling um, uh, Anakin and be like, man, 
man, I really like you, man. And then it's got Anakin yeah. crossing his name off the list. <laughs> and then, so, then there's the one with um, uh, Kylo Ren, and there it's where they're in the teacher thing, and like uh, he hands him a cookie. <laughs> He's like, I'll let yeah. you live. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got him crossing. So a lot of that off. just depends on how they timeline everything out, right? Yeah. Does it go is Grogu there when? Oh, well, I mean, they're well, saying it's about is he Luke's first student be- for his school? They're saying it's about a decade before then. Yeah. Um. So, so, so we don't know what happens. We yeah. don't know if if Mando goes back for Grogu. I mean, we're gonna have to see where the where the series goes to yep. know if. Do we think Disney is testing season three without Grogu? Like, like here's this character that makes us multi billion dollars. It would not surprise me that that season three is the more return to Mandalore. That's what I think season. too. I think I think I think the. He's got the he's got the dark saber. She didn't take it from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, it, she, her, would, she can't. She, right? Well, that's, she that's could have. Coach. She's just choosing not to. She Be did right. the first time. Well, I, I think when Gideon, Sabine gave Moff it to her Gideon in the cartoon, kinda... she she took it. And that's so that's why was it okay to just receive it then? Yeah, and, and I think well, that's, but they, Moff was, Gideon was like, she has to earn it, and she's like, that because you could see her inner turmoil. Yeah, and when he yeah. said that, she was just like, no, because she didn't want to do that in front of him. Yeah. But here's the thing: she didn't earn it the first time, no. as far as we know. No. Well, and like she Sabine made totally had that. She now made so, fun of Mando for not taking off the mask, like you know, she's that, picking that, and choosing her traditions there. Yeah, well, that's that's a topic we're going to talk about too, because that was an emo- I almost cried, but we're not there yet. <laughs> so, all right, so we have the the dark troopers, yep, flung out into space. Yep. Uh, they, they fly Mando, right back in. Mando and then gets they, his... then they Princess Leia back to the ship, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, well, at least they have rocket boosters yeah. that we know yeah. of, and they can probably not have to worry about breathing, <laughs> right? Well, there's that. that helps. That was the that worst really part of that movie. I'm like, that whole there's... movie was the worst part of that. Movie. So <laughs> <laughs> I summed up that whole movie in the it's the space chase, the slowest space chase ever. ever. <laughs> Because why wouldn't the starships, the the bad guys, just jump ahead? Because they were going just fast <laughs> enough that they couldn't catch them. <laughs> just light speed ahead, turn around. You know, that's as easy as that. But that movie was so bad, so bad. Yeah. So. But all right, so <laughs> we <laughs> we can go off on Last Jedi for a long time. So bad. So we get to Grogu's cage. And Moff Gideon's in there. Yep. And uh, they have their whole little, like... He's got his little baby cuffs on. Got his little baby cuffs on. And he has, like, take the baby. Like, who didn't know that he I'm was going to go after him? I'm surprised that they had baby-sized handcuffs. <laughs> well, they, they're... It's but, the Empire. They're yeah. very <laughs> thorough. And yeah. They prep they they prepped st- to arrest they a would lot be, of the They would be the one... <laughs> The one entity that would make sure there are baby cuffs. They probably have four four handed cuffs for those aliens. They yeah. got lots of they they have a whole room of cuffs. <laughs> They're fifty shades of gray, guys. Yeah. <laughs> fifty shades of empire. Yeah. I guess it'd be 50 shades of white or black since technically I mean they're... technically those are values of gray, right? <laughs> the officers wear gray. Yeah. Well there's the, there we go. Yeah. It's That's all, their thing. It's all, it's, <laughs> There's your tones. You got it. Yep. So we, we, we have the battle. Um, and I agree with the meme that I've seen floating around. You'll never be as awesome as seeing Mandalorian with the Beskar staff and uh, uh, the Darksaber. Did y'all see where... Uh, holding Grogu. The like screenshots where people think that Phasma ends up with the staff? 
Yeah, it, it, I've thought about Hearst that. Hearst was telescoping, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Was I, it? I, I, I think Hearst is okay. different, yeah. But, I mean, it, it'd be interesting if she had some sort of staff like that. You yeah. Know? That, yeah. I thought her was, hers was telescoping. I don't know if they've ever said, like, her armor. Her armor is, like, crow... Chromium, or they call it. I don't it, think it's so. It's not best car. Yeah. So let's let's go back to what we've talked about a couple times, though. But about I the think whole... we could see her in the series at some point because she'll be if the first order ever gets picked up and all this stuff. Yeah. I, well, I think we're still a few years out from the from that. It could be some kind of beginning thing. Yeah. So side quest champion Mandalorian. Yep. Gets his staff from a side quest. <laughs> yep. Gets everything he needs to take on the final boss of the season two from <laughs> his side quest. Yep. He wins the side quest, gets back the child, and then gets to meet a Jedi. And is now Emperor of Mandalore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is Lord Mandalore. Yeah. So side quests are important is what we're learning. There you go. Yeah. So Because without that, he would have not even made it to the cage without the Beskar staff. Don't you know you got to level up before you play the main mission? <laughs> right. He did that grind. Yeah. He did that grind. <laughs> so we get to the bridge. We have the... We have a, I mean, Moff can they Gideon. even make a video game? You've seen it play out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know the storyline here. I mean... Yeah. So you got Moff Gideon. You've got everybody on the bridge. You have Moff Gideon getting underneath everybody's thing. And then one X-Wing shows up. Well, the Dark Troopers. They're at the door, but the getting dark, back the, in. The Dark yeah. Troopers. They yeah. jet back in. You know, which the Dark Troopers kind of remind me... Oh, um, there's blood. All right, cool. Um, the Dark Troopers kind of remind show me just got of... Intense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, have y'all seen Black Hole? The, oh, it's a it has been really a old ago. movie. But if you've seen Black Hole, do you remember uh, Maximus, the red dude that flies around and actually is like the second, like oh, the gosh, vaguely. Okay, that's what the Dark Troopers look like to me. Is Maximus from the Black Hole, also okay. owned by Disney? So did you get a chance? Look that up. It looks like just, uh, Dark wa- Troopers to me. I remember being a kid and watching the Black Hole. And thinking, this is nothing like the ride at Wet and Wild. And Dallas, <laughs> love that ride. So. But, uh, so, and then we, we're going to get to Luke now. What was y'all's thoughts when that lightsaber popped out? I thought that was the truest iteration of Luke we've ever seen on the screen. Yeah, Post original. I think, so it, if, if you look at it for what it is, cinematically, it's his Darth Vader Rogue One moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I right? think it's it's showing the 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 heritage of we can just walk in and just wipe the floor with people, which you had already seen it kind of sort of off camera in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. right? When he goes right. to Jabba's palace, that he can be that kind of solo badass. This is now the first time we could see it in the same way. It was kind of it not they got in Rogue One. It was kind of a horror it was, movie. It was definitely a call to that yes. scene, though. So it was awesome. Curtis. They were just sitting there wondering, like, what would this scene look like with a green lightsaber instead? It was all it was the lighting guy's idea, probably. <laughs> <laughs> now I will say that I am. So we've all seen Sebastian. Sebastian. Stan, Sebastian right? Stan. Yeah. It, like the mock-ups. The mock-ups yeah, of him as Luke, or whatever you want to call him. I'm. I, I understand the CGI and the homage. Like, let Mark Hamill do his thing. It's not even Mark Hamill. It's probably a body double. It was. He was basically the voice. But I don't think he. I don't know it, if he did anything. No, it was the guy who's been voicing him in like video games. That's been voicing like in Battlefront and stuff. It was not Mark Hamill. So all I got to say is, the voice? is yep. it Sebastian was, it's the Stan. Guy, it's a sound alike. If we move forward with Luke showing back up again, please 
for the love Disney cast Sebastian Stan. Uh, they're 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 all about the de aging and the, the uh, deep faking. Uh, maybe I don't know. I, I it, think if you're really gonna really gonna use the character, you got to use yeah. somebody else. It, it really get, it gets costly for a TV show to keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. I think it's funny that Mark Hamill didn't do the voice of Luke because his voice. voice is, well, the, so the problem is is because he still does. What if he didn't know? Here's the thing. He you're, did. In addition okay. to your face aging, your voice ages, right? I guess that's so true. If you're, just... tr- if you're trying to make him sound like Luke from then, he can't do it anymore. His voice doesn't work that way. It's like James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. Like when you you heard him voiced in Rogue One or in Rebels, it was not his voice from the original my, trilogy. My right? main point is that he's he still voices all the Joker like he always has. Yeah, but that's games, that's so. a that's a voice that he has to project. That's, that's not his normal voice. Yeah. And and even then he, I mean, what he hasn't done it since Arkham. Or, he did, did it he? for something here recently. Yeah, he did it for something recently. Did he? Okay. he did some kind of like crossover with or another. Maybe it was another little cartoon with uh, Conroy. Yeah. Okay. He he did mm-hmm. do something here recently. It's been it. the last few years, yeah. but. So I mean, was it I, the Killing Joke? Maybe. I know he's done something pretty recent, but even the Killing Joke's a couple years now. It's about four years old. Yeah. So. I, I get it. Yeah, you want him to sound like the younger version of yeah. of of Luke. I mean, but uh, I don't think we ever got to see him be like that. We yeah, Not we never really. we never got to see him be badass. Not like that. Not like that. And, you don't. Uh, well, you get to read about it in the ex, the, yeah, the novels, but, but visually, it's all yeah. leg- all that's legends now, though. Right. So. You know, I mean, to see him come out and just you know to see how much of a struggle it was for him just to fight one of those things off. Yeah, and he comes in there and just like. Plows through him like nothing. Yeah, you got to think. I mean, he, what is he thinking? Like, um, if he's going to take Grogu, we're not going to win, guys. So uh, just open the doors. Let's see what happens. <laughs> right. Well, and well, he would open the door. They wouldn't have a choice on that. He'd he get through it. <laughs> I mean, he knew what he was doing on Tython, right? They yeah. were calling out for yeah. a Jedi to find him. So you, you saw the lightsaber. Yeah, when he saw the lightsaber, which is come weird on. because they've always been really weird about how much people know about the Jedi. You know, the the Jedi Order hadn't been extinct that many years. Mm-hmm. But, like, the knowledge of who they were is very... Yeah, but they were very so, they're so vague. rare. They're, they're, well, they and would... so are the Mandalorians, too. So, I mean, the two people that would know about them would be Jedis and Mandalorians, you know? Yeah. Like... Well, and they have a long history of hating each other. But in, in the but... first season of Mandalorian, like, the armor explained who the Jedi were. Yeah. And to him, it was just like... I've... I, and I, I think it, his sect probably didn't just didn't hear about it a lot. Yeah, you know, it probably yeah, wasn't something it has he been heard int- about. It has been interesting to find like the different like when he when he first met um, uh, Bo-Katan. Yeah, you know, and he's he starts learning that like there are different parts of like there's extremists and he's actually right. one right. of and well to his he's sect accused man- of being an extremist. Yeah, and he yeah. has no idea. He's like, what are you talking about? That's how it is. Yeah, this is to, the way. to his sect, Mandalore is cursed. We're never yeah. going back there. And she's like, no, no, we got to take it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, so I hope they, like I said, that's my hope for season three. Is we're going to see crossovers between that. That and they finally connect else. the dots between, you know, what we saw of Mandalorian Rebels to where we're we're seeing it in in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. What what happened during that? You know, the purge. And and we've I'm, only heard of in name. We didn't. We've never actually knew what took place. And and we covered this in our mysterious lost second episode that never actually got aired because this is actually episode four, not three, but here we are. But like the mat, the helmet coming off. It was Baker, right? That's the ba- Mayfield. No, it's Mayfield. 
Baker Mayfield, the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> no. That guy? Yeah, he's going to play in a playoff game this weekend for the first time in a long time. Congratulations, Cleveland Browns. But it's not Baker, but Mayfield. Yeah. Um, he had talked, he, when he was like sitting there and having the conversation with the Mandalorian, um, he was like, now you're willing to do whatever, you'll do whatever it takes to achieve what you need to do. What's the difference between us? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because he took his helmet off. You know, they ha- you could tell when it came to- when it comes to Grogu, he will do whatever it takes. We've seen him pass the point of just guardian to the yeah. parental side right. of things. Well, yeah. and 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 like Sorry, I said, Darren, after- drop that expensive book. Don't, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> go, don't get mad at me. At least in the back and board. Uh, <laughs> I think I think meeting Bo-Katan was a was a revelation to him. It's a, yeah, I think it's an eye opener. And and Boba Fett that that. The way the way I was raised is not. It doesn't you know, have to be this way. It's like it's he didn't like, want to give Boba his stuff back until Boba was like, you know, here's my family." Code, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. Boba kind of just took it and then said, "Here you go." Look well, this. <laughs> are you really going to keep anything away from Boba Fett if he wants it yeah. though? And, and we don't know because Bo-Katan pretty much said, it, "You're not a Mandalorian. Yeah, you're a clone." You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's there's still some stuff there because, you know. I'm trying to think if they talked about it in Legends that the Jango was kind of an outcast mm-hmm. from the Mandalorian culture, um, and I think well no Clone, War, Clone Wars talks about it. Um, I really need to go watch Clone Wars. Yeah, you do. Bo, Boba's in Clone you Wars. Do. The first, the first couple are uh, first two seasons. I would say maybe season and a half. It's really the movie and the, probably the first season. It's like okay, we're making this for kids, and then they were like. Yeah. Dude, old people are watching it, so we're gonna we're gonna change the we're gonna transition. And yeah, they started doing a lot more, deeper storyline. Yeah, it, yeah. It, so the first little bit, it's a little harder because it's it's really shallow. But then it gets yeah. you really get the character development. It, it's a good show. It's it's one of those things. Like I'll I'll watch Clone Wars, and there's a lot of arcs. I mean, where you forget Anakin's fate. Mm-hmm. Like he's just Anakin. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole point of the show was to flesh out that story. Yeah, to, yeah. to make it to where you, Anakin's more of a character than. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 that's why, like, like, you know, you, you watch Revenge of the Sith, and you're like, yeah, this is this is what we know of, and yeah, I really didn't care about you. I mean, this is back watching it in 2004. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, yep, he became that's how he became Vader. Cool, yeah, got there. It wasn't we got there. It wasn't gut wrenching. You go back and watch Rebels when Ahsoka. Meets him for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Gives you, yeah, it gives you an emotional attachment to that character that you right. wouldn't have had. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. That's that's always been my argument with the prequel trilogy is that his storyline was rushed. Mm-hmm. It was never developed. And yeah, he was just a whiny brat that eventually so, became Darth. So Vader. let's talk about when the helmet came off because let's talk about this for a couple more minutes and move on to the next topic. So when the helmet came off, because when you know Grogu's reaching for his face, yeah, and he just kind of. Slowly takes off his helmet, and they have that moment. Like, I it guess was I, hard. It was it a dad was, moment. Man. Yeah, it was like dad yeah. I almost me. teared up. Yeah, yep. and like, and when we when he hands it over to uh, uh, hands him over to Luke, and I'm just like, you can do this yourself. You can train him. You'll figure it out. Don't take yeah, him back. Curse yeah. these parental emotions of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was that was deep right there. That was that's probably the hardest scene in TV I've seen in a long time. Yep. Yeah. R two D two coming out and everything that was great too. I think R two D two is like no, not another one. He <laughs> <laughs> already hit me with a stick. How many times? <laughs> you know, and you got to think Luke's thinking to himself, "Oh God, this didn't go well the first time for me." You know, the training, and then you know, 
know, that's one thing I've never thought of is why Yoda beat him with a stick because they had met before. <laughs> yeah, and as far as I know, R2-D2 had never actually been wiped. So as yes. far as I know, yes, R two has never had a memory wipe. See, three PO so, gets it all the time. Yeah, three PO gets it, but like R two D two is like the one droid that I can think pretty much through everything. Because it was so, even it's, an... it's hard to tell. You don't know what happens to R two between prequel and a new when he's hope. with yeah when, when he's when with they, Leia when they make it to Captain Antilles ship. You you know there at the end of Revenge been... of the Sith that that Bail Organa says get their memory wiped. So it could have happened there then. Because I know all the way up until that point, like yeah. Anakin was like, he refused to let anything. They, I mean, there's even a story arc about it sure. in Clone Wars about how yeah. they have to get R2 back because his memory hasn't been wiped. He has all the plans on yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. So it it's it's hard to say if, if he, or if he just like, you know, or if a droid gets their memory wiped, are there echoes of the previous mm-hmm. memories to where, you know, they still have their personalities, right? Yeah. Right. You know, C-3PO's, Yeah. He's a ditz and yeah. He's very high strung. <laughs> well, I I read uh, some stuff about like the original R two D two was supposed to be like a sailor, like yeah, bad, he was supposed to be cussing and that's cussing why they, and all know, that stuff. That's why he went to beeping and everything. <laughs> yeah, but then they changed it to the. Did you always the, see C three P was always like, "Watch your mouth," and all, so that's kind of how they got around that. Yeah. So I wonder if like he was just cussing up a storm around Yoda. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and the other part of it is is. You know, there's a lot of astromech models out there. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't make that initial connection that, oh, that's R2-D2. Yeah. Right? Um, because uh, all these droids look alike. Wow, that's well, there's an- racist. <laughs> there's another meme that has Luke carrying out Grogu, and he's reaching back for the Mandalorian. And he's like, but I wiped my own butt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mando's like, I know. <laughs> Nice little Adam Sandler moment there. <laughs> so staying in a galaxy far, far away, uh, this week we got uh, Lucasfilm, or Lucas, Lucasfilm Publishing, yeah. announced the, the the High Republic initiative. So mm-hmm. uh, this is, for right now, it is books and novels. Mm-hmm. Um, books, set... novels, magazines. Magazines. They have this coming out on eight different publishing platforms i think right yeah now. so idw is getting some of it right idw february uh, titan comics with the star wars insider will actually have monthly yeah uh things going on through that and so, then, course, yeah Marvel young adult comics, young adult novels, novels normal novels and then technically a disney plus series that is set in the time of but is not going to share with the characters the it's going to be on it's going to be kind of outside of the main yeah. story arc from what from what they've said so far so this begins the era of the high republic mm-hmm. uh from what we know 200 ish years before the prequels mm-hmm. um so of course anything anything before prequels is now legends so none of it is canon so even the old republic uh from the video games and, and comics is well, still technically in legends now it is, but I've also heard it explained. This is between the Old Republic yes. and the Prequels. Oh, yeah, so, no. Old so, Republic was like 4,000 years right. before. Yeah, it's centuries and centuries before. Yeah. So they haven't, they, they haven't yet just thrown all it's of that abandoned, out the window. It's not abandoned, but yeah. it, it almost sounds like they're, you know. They wanted to go to a time where it didn't matter what they did. They could still get in there and create, Yeah, and it wouldn't really hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> you know, because the only character that they had to keep keep in there for right now is Yoda. Yeah, which he's in there. And, so I mean, that's the perfect thing to do with Star Wars at the time because the you know it was outside of Mando, it was getting worse and worse. Like people yeah. just stopped. Nobody went to go see Han. 
because the last which two is, movies were so bad. Which is yeah. such a shame because to me, it's Rogue One and Han Solo are the two best movies. Yeah, I mean, I would because I would the agree storytelling with that. template's different. The way that they tell the stories is different. Yeah, it I felt just, like it was yeah, more like, creative. And I think um, it's because they kind of let loose and weren't so focused on making a Star Wars movie. Well, they right. weren't they weren't sticking to some kind of model that they felt like they had to have. Right. You know, the, the, the you know, if you want to call it the George Lucas, you know, prequel model, whatever yeah. you want to be, you know, that's kind of how all the other movies Because, I felt. mean, both of those movies, they're kind of, they weren't Star Wars movies. They were heist movies that took place in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, as far as, you know, hopefully Solo isn't just a one-off story. I hope they do somehow come back and make, do more with that. We know they're going to do, of course, going to do more with the Rogue One characters. Lando, and, yeah. you know, and or and all this kind of stuff, so. Yeah. Well, I wonder if they're almost... In a way, because if you look at the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, each character that has a solo movie is its own theme. Mm-hmm. You have Ant-Man, Ocean's Eleven style. Yeah. You have Thor, which is mystical. You have Doctor Strange. Well, mis- so mythological would be Thor. Doctor Strange yeah. would be mystical. Uh, Iron Man is techie. Th- um Captain America, of course, is more of a war-style telling of a story. Oh, and Winter Soldier and espionage. Civil War more mm-hmm. kind of political thriller. Yeah. Really. yeah. They kind so, of I mean, more that way, yeah. Each, each like different Jason series has its own theme. theme. It's like well, a subgenre. And right. I think yeah. we'll see more more of that the further we get away from the actual trilogies. Yeah, like because the, it's the like ne- the, the next Cara ne- Dune show, right? The, the Rangers. Yeah. The Rangers. That'll yeah. be more of a Probably well, political. We, we expect force. it'll be her show. It could actually just be the. the Unless she the, doesn't apologize for whatever she said. It could <laughs> just be the new. Uh, um, you know, the rebel just actually kind of showing where they're at. Yeah, it, it may not be anything to do with her. Yeah, yeah I, th- so, I think I think that's that has what you know made the MCU so successful is is they're diversifying the stories right and that's yeah the Skywalker saga has run its course yeah right we we we've gotten the. The beginning, middle, and end. We're we're done. We're good. Um, you know, you don't you don't not acknowledge it. You can you can still you know they're just not the focus anymore. Sprinkle it into the other stories, but yeah, to go so to go to a new part of the timeline and tell fresh uh, new stories and, all new and characters, not, all and new not have yeah, yeah not have the 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 Jedi versus Sith the the light versus dark you know have a, a new thing which. You know, we've seen that before in the novels, uh, you know, in in the Legends novels. You had the new Jedi Order. Yeah. Um, so for this generation, here, here's a question, honest question I want to ask. Okay. For this generation, okay. So the prequels in the 90s and early 2000s were all about Anakin and Obi-Wan and all that. And yeah. then the original ones, of course, about Luke. No, um, the whole series is about Anakin. Right. I understand that. But I'm talking about, like, focus of the movies. Well, I am too. So the original trilogy is the redemption of Darth Vader. That's what the actual story is. Luke is just the the device to get Vader. Yeah, to but redeem. Anakin's dead at the end of six. Well, that was his redemption, though. His right, but we have three more movies that nobody, everybody that's hates. His, that's his legacy. Kylo Ren is the focus of that, and he is his legacy. Okay, so it's the sky, well, so I mean, where I'm go, where I'm going with my question? So in the seventies and eighties, it was Luke. It was yeah. Han Solo. In the 90s and 2000s, it was Obi-Wan and Anakin leading right. to Darth Vader. Um, everything in the last... I don't... Ray, female character Jedi. We'll go with that. 
Um, yeah, it's Ray and Kylo. Story. Which nobody cares. Like, everybody hated. But then you have The Mandalorian, which, like, the whole world is obsessed with The Mandalorian. So, would you say right now that, like, this generation is... Mandal- the Mandalorian is actually probably more of a popular character than Luke Skywalker to this generation. Not generations past, mm. but to the generation we are in right now. Like, all these kids growing up, all, all the even... St- Kids born in the early 2000s because they it's, haven't had a good Star Wars thing. So if you, if you lump it together with the, the sequel trilogy, uh, I don't, I'm not willing to say that just yet. Now, because when you say Luke, The Mandalorian, do you mean the show or the character of The Mandalorian? The, the character. The character of The Mandalorian, uh, Din, Din, Din Djarin. I would say it's hard to tell because there's so much obsession with Grogu. Yeah, I mean, I can see that too. Um, but I would say, and Luke Skywalker I mean, was so disappointed, like his not himself, like not Mark Hamill, but the way they presented his character in the last few movies. And I think another factor in that is, I, if you're if you're going for the current generation and not ours, the toys have a large impact on that. Right. So they're gonna they're gonna connect more with the characters that they can go to the store and buy a toy for. Right. Yeah. So I think they might still connect to the movies, but I think in the Disney era of Star Wars, our generation connects better with the Mandalorian than the right. movies. I know for me, I've never been ultimately a Star Wars fan. I've always been a Star Trek guy. No. Ooh. Um, for me, I've watched the movies. I've enjoyed the movies. I've, 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 I've watched I've, Star Trek too. Um, <laughs> I've just always enjoyed that world better. Um, but... I have truly, like, after watching two seasons of Mandalorian, I there's a lot of stuff I want to learn, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff I want to watch. I don't really care to go watch the, the nine movies again. Like, that's not a desire yeah, I, I don't, have. I don't think you, you need to, but I would say investing in the cartoons is well worth it. Right. You so, know. as as an, uh, someone who's seen all the movies and done it, gone to the theaters and watched what I've watched, The Mandalorian has made me want to watch more. Mm-hmm. None of the other Star Wars stuff I've seen has made me want to do that. When I watched Rogue One and I loved Rogue One, I never wanted to go back and like reinvest in watching New Hope. Well, and I think we're seeing something different here because uh, we're going to see a new type of Star Wars fan because we're seeing more things that aren't the Jedi story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But let's get back to the High Republic. Yeah, you know, we we strayed. Um, <laughs> so we we all read issue one, which came out today. Yep. Uh, Chris is working on. Yeah, uh, which novel? Uh, it's called Into the Light. It's by Charles right. Soule. That's the very first novel of the series. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, which almost, is funny that he didn't get a comic. He he will. I mean, sure he will. He, I think he's already writing one of the Star Wars books currently. Yeah, so I they're think all he's writing, writing Star Wars. comics. They're all writing books. Yeah. So there's five different creators. So is and this they're no- all kind of writers, I should say. Does this novel creators. fall into like the young adult this, category novel? Charles Charles Soule's is a uh, what do they call him Del Rey. Okay, so it's ongoing it's, it's kind of thing, and then you have uh, there was a young uh, young readers novel that also came out yesterday. Okay, uh, and I'll be I'll be reading that one as well, um, and then the second one comes out next month. Okay, Which I already have in my office. Yeah, it's sitting in the. We have a, a we got like copy. a super. I've had that in my office for like three months. Yeah, if I'd have known, I'd have been I'd already read it, so I didn't even realize. Yeah, that. like we have super advanced comics. Like it was a super advanced comic cover of that, but it, yeah, it was so in advance. There's no like barely any interior art, just yeah. script. Yeah, it's literally just the oh, script. Wow. It's kind of cool. That's cool. Let you guys see it when we're done. Um, but so, and then the comic actually follows the novel directly after the novel, but it doesn't spoil anything in the novel, as far as I can tell. So, 
Uh, you could still just pick up the comic and start reading. Right. Next, I thought so. it was really good. And, yeah. and um, so it's setting up. So the novel is setting up this base. Yeah. What's what's going to start happening? And okay. So it kind of mentioned a little bit of things in here, which I'm fu- guessing I'm going to find out in the novel. So. I think kind of what we're seeing is for you Games Workshop fans, it's the Great Crusade in Star Wars. Yeah. The New Republic's going out to the Outer Rim to find. Yeah. So basically, from what I what I do know, which they haven't really talked about it much in the comics, so they're. They're going out. Uh, their current um, leader wants to make sure the outer rim is included into uh, the rest of the galaxy. And what they've got working on, the, you know, they have this big slogan: "We are the Republic," and they, you know, everybody buys into it and they believe it, uh, and they want the outer rim to be a part of that as well. So they they're uh, taking this huge beacon out. Uh, the Starlight Beacon, and they're about to yeah. turn this thing on. And it shows the holy light of the Emperor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, um, so that's that's the big setup right now. Is that they're they're about to get this thing turned on, okay. uh, and that's kind of where we we sit here yeah. at the very issue. Beginning of the so many new characters. Yeah, yes. it's very much mm-hmm. an exposition. You yeah. really don't, and you don't get a whole lot of it because they're yeah. introducing pretty much three main characters. Yeah, that you can tell, and it'll uh, it'll focus mostly uh, on. Keith I think there's four going forward. Because there's whoever the dude that she was talking to. Mar- Maru, oh. Maru is the guy that kind of runs everything. Right. Uh, we meet Ma- Master Chris. So she she becomes the uh, the uh, marshal, the marshal yeah. of she Star- got Marshall. Starlight Beacon. Uh, Keeve, which is kind of who this she is. You know, she starts off as a you're seeing an apprentice. you're seeing the story through her eyes. She gets knighted, yeah. and then of course Master Skier. Uh, which we have no idea what's going to happen with him at the end of that, but yeah. uh, or just kinda jumped what into, happened to him He beforehand. just lost his arm, and it'll grow back, but like, how did he lose He's his arm? He's a lizard. He's so, a big lizard. Uh, I guess I'll tell you after I finish the novel. I guess I'm going to find out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how, how he lost his arm. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was. I thought, I thought it was pretty good, good setup. You know, we, we got a few characters in there. Um, the, the the comic book's been being written by Kevin Scott. Uh, who uh, he also has a couple novels that he's working on that'll be out this summer. So yeah, so the the Lucasfilm announced it's a, it's a cadre of pretty much six authors. Uh, five, five I authors. Thought, I thought I saw six on the. The podcast. sixth guy is, is like overall. Oh, he's, he's like the a, director. He's kind of like a line editor, yeah. kind of a thing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so basically five five authors. Uh, um, oh, there's also going to be a manga. I forgot about that earlier too. Oh, wow. Graphic novels, manga. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. It's and just the comic you read backwards. What's the well, and I guess with this it's with this manga, style. the 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 writer she is telling the Japanese writer what she wants, and then he is actually writing the manga. So it'll be the first time that it's actually originally manga first. Oh, and interesting. Then we'll see it that way. Huh. Hmm. So, fun fact: the reason that you they print them in English and you still have to read the book backwards is because if they mirrored the artwork, it would skew their proportions. They're already skewed. No, like you, you could tell that their proportions would be incorrect when they, you would see the imperfections in the drawing if you flip the artwork over to read from left to right. But they're already out of proportion. <laughs> <laughs> they are correct within the style itself. <laughs> okay. You're, you're arguing at the brick wall here now. It's just never been my style of art. It's 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 a cool initiative for 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 Marvel and Lucasfilm and 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 everything, uh, you know. And you you can kind of see it that they're they're doing print mm-hmm. because they really don't have to invest a ton into the print. Like kind of test have. the waters first. So if it does well and the characters really take off, okay, now we start moving into more yeah. the, of the of well, the live action. And I don't know if I can say that overall it's doing well, but I can tell you right now, issue one. Yeah. 
It's What's, doing well. It's well, already in the third print. Yeah, but it just came the out. The sequel yesterday. trilogy yeah. did initially really well. You yeah, know, did really good box office because it's Star Wars, right? Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah. and I think people hate on the the original, the prequels too much. I, there are some annoying parts to those, but I mean, it's still hard for me to watch too. Episode one gave you Darth Maul. There, there you go. You have your character. Uh, and, no, that, and Ian I think McGregor even... is Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes, was He's not a great. problem ever. He like I'm mm-hmm. excited to see him come back as Obi Wan Kenobi, but he was part of that prequel I, stuff. I like I said I, I could I could go on for a very long time mm-hmm. over how hey, I would fix how I would fix the prequels and uh, and not having her is part is part of it. What I love her. Nope. <laughs> uh, she is a great actress, but for whatever reason, for this role, yeah, just did not. She was not. If if you're trying to draw analogs between Anakin and Luke and Padme and Leia, she was not. She was a politician, yes, and that's about the only heritage thing that Leia inherits. Her personality, their personality, like she was just. Episode one gave us Kara Knightley and barely gets Natalie Portman. Hey, she's like there. most people don't even realize she's in. No, yeah. <laughs> they had no idea she was the body double. Yeah, so um, and like I think. What is it? Uh, Kira Knightley couldn't even remember the char- the character's name or whatever. Like they went back and interviewed her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I was in Star Wars." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I want to take High Republic, which is a good book. I read it right before the thing. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed it. It's I, I'll reread issue two because we're going to continue. You know, really trying to focus on Star Wars this year because um, there's so much good content coming. Uh, next week we can well week after next we'll start talking about Wandavision each week, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, which is going to be awesome. I'm excited to talk about Wandavision, but a big topic this week in the comic book collecting world has been stores charging more than cover price for this book day one. Um, if if you don't know, there's a lot of in in our world. There's spec, speculators are. For those listening, Darren is showing Star Wars: The High Republic. Yes, which you could just show in a little clip right there. But yeah. we are on podcast, people, people so have you audio versions see that. Only. Excuse oh, yeah. Darren's uh, sorry, Darren's brain there. <laughs> sorry, I, I can see a camera, so my brain says camera. Um, so the speculators in 2020, with all the COVID stuff, is really out of control. Yeah, um, it's not out of control in a bad way because it's being able to support uh, well unknown comics because they're so overzealous on everything being a key book. And, and I think this I think this actually absolutely will be a key No, book absolutely. There's too many first appearances. And honestly, Republic. And honestly, with the amount of books that we order, I think a lot of a lot of people missed out on this book and that showed on Tuesday when we put up copies for more than cover price on Tuesday. Well, for me, we have a local customer here. He is a Star Wars fanatic. His entire house is decorated. His wife's I mean, they're fanatics. Yeah. And he forgot to buy this book. He forgot to pre-order it. And he he bought it from us on Tuesday when we put it back up. I didn't realize how this, Is this Shane Hepler? Yeah. And oh. I was like blown away. Like, how does this guy, who is all Star Wars, forget to get this book? All so Star I, Wars all the time. Him. I knew the initiative was coming, and then I saw the, the, the webcast earlier this week. I did not realize everything was dropping yeah. this week. Yeah. So what happened for me is, okay, so I go through previews, and I don't jump on Star Wars books to do exclusives. It's just not what I did. We did one with Darth Maul. It didn't do well. I haven't done another Star Wars book since 2017. And that was also in our, in our infancy, so. I mean, yeah. I mean, 2017 was... So when are we going to get the unknown lightsaber? Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. We'll have to do that. Uh, 
Hop maybe with that. High Republic we, too. We want a dark side and a light side. Maybe we can have a. Uh, well, and I got news of a book that I can't talk about right now, but there's a book coming that's not announced yet that's going to be amazing for Star Wars. So, but uh, he says it just to screw with people. Amy, Amy <laughs> may not know she has a T-shirt to make tomorrow because I think we're going to launch a um, Star Wars this weekend. So, yeah, we have actually a High Republic Two exclusive. We're cool. gonna we're gonna start doing all of the High exclusive. We want uh, two shirts. We want a dark side and a light side shirt. No, you'll just have to get the other one with number three. As long as eventually there are two shirts. Yeah, okay. I think I think with this we'll probably have uh, do Keeves lightsaber with the double, the double lightsaber. Yeah, yeah that'd we'll, be cool. So so going back to speculators. So with with High Republic, I honestly didn't realize anything about this book. I I I, I just haven't kept track of Star Wars enough in the comic world because number ones come and go. We sell a bunch, yeah. not enough to really pick up the attention. But then on like a Saturday night, some dude ordered 600 copies, 200 of each. And, and you know, I looked at my phone. I was like, what is this? And I was like, Chris, what's this High Republic thing? He's like, it's this huge deal coming. And I'm like, oh, well, we need to email Marvel to try to do exclusive. And it was because of all the licensing stuff, it was too close. So that's why we didn't do issue one. Yeah. If it had been a regular Marvel book, we would have been able to get something done. Yeah, we would have yeah. been able to get it done. We were hoping they had art something. Um, so... What that tells us is, okay, well, we're going to order big on this book. We're going to order really heavy, and we'll, we'll, we'll do what we need to do. And, you know, with FOC, we cut the ordering off. You get your order, and then anything we order over, that's ours. And we just sit on it until it's time to put it up. And so, but the big sub- subject in all of the groups this week has been, is it okay for a store to charge more than cover price? Now, this day isn't one. really talking about us. This is talking about your local your local shop. You walk you, in, brick yeah. and mortar. You walk into your local, yeah. You walk in, you pick up the book. It's twenty dollars on day one, and it's a four dollar book. And uh, and the collecting world is very split. So before I go into my opinion, I wanted to get y'all's opinion on if you walked into a store. And saw Star Wars High Republic. You knew it was a you knew it was a, a big book that week. You didn't put it on your pull list. You didn't order it before FOC. Yeah, no, let's let's make sure we we, we emphasize this is non pull list. Yeah. This right. is walk in off the street to the bookstore to grab this off the wall. Right. Like it it's your fault you don't have it in your pull box. Yeah. What is your opinion? I would say if you're buying it off the wall, you're paying whatever the store wants for it. Market value. Market value, yeah. yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, like, I know comics are a little bit different because everyone has to order through diamonds. You can't buy it directly from the from the publisher. Yeah. But in, like gaming, when the Indominus box came out, you bought it. You could get it for GW for the price it came out, or you could get it from a reseller it's at like three hundred percent. Warhammer with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. He'll but, be back to comics soon. But we're the stores are technically a reseller, right? We're yeah. not we're not the first source of the material. So as a store, you have the right to charge whatever you want for it. Right. What about you, Brandon? I... I'll just read it digitally. This is non-pool box, non-pre-order. So, I mean... You can give that, an, that, we want your honest opinion. That's, it's capitalism. It, you're, it's your right to do so because if the market's not going to pay it, then you can't sell it for that high. Yeah. Right. What's, what's the demand say? The demand says you can do it. Yeah. Right now. I mean with with High Republic. I I just it it 
we see it all the time with different products. Look at graphics cards right now. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. graphics cards are insane. Yeah, I think that was like most of our computer, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really was. We got a nice graphics card. Because the demand is so high for them because, one, you know, people are are jumping on these on these new graphics cards coming out but then you also have bitcoin miners and stuff that are buying them up and and making you know bitcoin farms and crap out of them and stuff it it just is yeah (laughs) i I don't know how it works but that's a reason like that graphics cards have been have been really high that's just you know uh, aside from something coming in and regulating you yeah right and and you don't want that Right, you want to be able to charge what you think. I mean, because here's the thing: it's it would be no different than if a variant just had a really high print run, but it just went really quick. You would still charge what you think the market is. It's just in this case, it's not one of those books. It's not one of those. Every every run of a book is a limited run. Yeah, right. Just some are more. Limited that's, than others. That's kind of how I see. I mean, it's no different than buying a, a different variant because technically that variant's only worth cover price. No. When it comes out, but the day it comes out, you're charging I more mean, for it it's, because it's a li- well, more limited got, cover. It's, got, pa- it's paper ink and a staple. You've got these right? guys. That it is. They're what only. The, they're like. They only want the hot book of the week. Yeah. You know, and they're so they're going to run into the store and buy all these copies at cover price. They're just going to go take them to eBay. Yeah, they're going to go do exactly what they're pissed at the store for doing. Right. Right? So why shouldn't they get to do that in the first right. place? You know right. what I mean? Well, Again, they, this they, is they have an expectation of, oh, I'm going to flip box. this book. I'm going to buy it for this much and sell it for this much. And, and you know, I, mean, I think that if, if a store owner is not taking advantage of that, then either they have no idea. Yeah. Right? Or they have not enough money the not market, to care. Right. Or, yeah. Or, you know, or maybe they have uh, enough copies, you know, like I've already got, you know, another 50 in the back. So it's okay if these 10 sell or whatever, you yeah. know, I'm not going to worry about it. Maybe it's something like that, but I mean, well, and honestly, I'd rather give my money at a higher price to a local store than an eBay scalper. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, I don't think somebody had said something about that earlier, calling daring a scalper. And I'm like, we're not scalping. We're, we're taking advantage of something that happened. Right. But we didn't mm-hmm. go out and like buy up the market, buy up this market from somebody else exactly. just to sell it on eBay. We took a risk at buying hundreds of extra copies. Right. That sometimes works out and sometimes doesn't. And for those that pre-ordered or, or whatever, they, they got, got it for that. And we're that not going to we're not going to charge them and any they extra. Had you know? Ten plus weeks to pre-order this yeah. book. Yeah. And exactly. then they had another. I mean, they could have put it on their local comic book store's pull box if they. I saw this one guy that was complaining on this this group was like, I love Star Wars. Then so why wasn't it on your pull box? Right, yeah. exactly. Like, why why didn't you have that up for pre-order? Why did you wait till the last minute? I mean, if you have local comic book stores, they've educated you on how pull boxes work. Yeah. So this and, is on you. And, you know, with us here, like, we have a couple of guys that they are Star Wars everything. And, and if he had, for some reason, forgot to put it on his pull box... We're going to sell it to him at I'm cover I'm going to make sure he gets it at yeah. cover price. You know, yeah. I'm not going to be a jerk. And I'm sure most local stores are going to be the exact same way. Yeah, yeah. But, but for me, like... To, to call out these stores and to, to say these stores are bad. So what people don't understand is local comic book stores are dying, guys. Um, local comic book stores, especially during COVID, like we probably lost 10 to 15% of local comic book stores across the nation during COVID time. Um, there was actually on Bleeding Cool, they had like a memorial every week for the, the newest store that went out of business. Mm-hmm. That's how sad it is right now. And some of these guys, and, they, they just chose to not fight it anymore. And yeah, they just finally just said, I'm done. I can't yeah. do this anymore. Uh, the margins aren't good enough. 
owning a comic book store traditionally, I've I've now had an online store that, that has a brick and mortar side quest, and I've also had just a brick and mortar store that I had an eBay account to pay rent. Yeah. yeah. Um, We're getting all of the things we need to beat the final boss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the 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 just the brick and mortar with the eBay to hopefully pay rent. That sucked. I yeah. worked 80 hours a week. I couldn't afford employees. And I had the biggest store in Amarillo. I probably yeah. had the biggest store in a few hundred miles. miles. Yeah, at least a um, Yeah. I mean, and we quickly grew into that. And like, but I couldn't afford anything. Like, if I took my family out to dinner on Saturday, that was that was winning that week. Yeah. Um, just because there was no money. Let me, let me ask, what was more stressful? Tuesdays and Wednesdays at the table's edge? Filling pull boxes and all that stuff, or the early days of unknown filling out shipping orders, oh, and shit. then wow. also having to go to cons and stuff, and uh, hoping hoping now, things got out on time. Stress level unknown <laughs> comics is way more stressful. Um, it's there's a lot more moving parts. There's a whole lot more books. I mean, well, not only that, we have uh, we have twenty families we're responsible for now. Yeah, I mean, we, we have so, 20, I mean, it's not 20 just of comics and st- customers, you know, we got to so, make sure everybody's taken care of. <laughs> when when I had my store, I can't tell you how many books, I, and I didn't understand the speculator market, how many books I sold at cover price or normal ratio prices that were worth way more, and yeah. I just didn't even know. And I, I wasn't educated. Let's go with, I was ignorant to how the speculator market worked. Right. And so when it came to that, I could have made so much more money if I would have understand how to do what I do now. Um, and even in the retailer groups, just retailer Facebook groups, they talk about like, well, if you're a speculator store, you won't be around in 10 years. You won't be here because you're investing too much money in back inventory. Well, not At really. At this rate, nobody's going to be here in 10 no, years. No, basically, zombies. Yeah. It'll be zombies. Um, but as a store owner, and I've said this on my Facebook Live stuff, um, store owners are already the ultimate speculators in the comic book world because they're willing to put their money where their mouth is and actually open a store to sell mm-hmm. to the public. Right. Well, and anytime you order over what your pull boxes are, it's a risk. It's a gamble. Know? It's uh-huh. a gamble. It's a straight gamble. <laughs> well, sometimes and, even for the pull list, it's a box if you don't yeah, make well, it pay up front. And, yeah. and honestly, how we, how we have determined speculating is we've gotten really good at pushing FOC ordering. Mm-hmm. Then we go through those FOC order numbers, and if those numbers reach a certain limit, we go hev- way heavier on the book. Right. Yeah. It's not... And even know, that sometimes doesn't pan out. And you know? I spend countless hours on social media researching like books that haven't come out yet that we can still order. Mm-hmm. And like Something's Killing the Children. That book got hot right at FOC. So I told Chris... Order 500 copies of the Frizzon uh, Virgin cover and then never sell it. And mm-hmm. we've sold some of it. And we've real, sold, we've real sold... quick, for those who don't know, what does FOC stand for? Final, final order cutoff. Yeah. There we go. Thank so you. So this final order cutoff happens about three weeks before street date. So previews comes out two months before street date, basically. Right. And then three weeks before, we turn in our final numbers, and that tells the publishers what to print. They'll decide what percentage over everybody's numbers what to actually print. Okay. And then, um, you know, like I think DC maybe did a few percent over what the overall number was like for three, damages. Like 3%. Okay. You know, just to make sure that there was some kind of backup just in case something happened to somebody's order. Uh, and that's that's what final FOC is, final gotcha. order cutoff. Gotcha. So, so 
stores, especially most of these brick and mortar stores that are, are fighting through one, people bitching about their their company because they they may up the price day one. Um, they don't get many wins. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they get slapped in the face a lot. One, like customers will leave them pull boxes. Let, let's like pull boxes alone are the worst mechanism that has ever been created mm-hmm. in the comic book yeah. world because. You're putting all the risk on that you're store. You're putting all the risk on the store. You can walk away and never pick up your pool box, leaving uh, them with uh. hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars in debt, multiplied by how many customers disappear each month. And pool boxes alone, if you're a store and you listen to this, you need to get Shopify, you need to push FOC ordering, and you need to get out of pool boxes because pool boxes are the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like We have pool boxes because we tried to do pool boxes right as we came back. We have been slowly transitioning our customers to FOC ordering that are local. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they miss a book, sorry, you didn't order it. You know, we yeah. give them shipping codes, whatever they need to do to order on the website, because pull boxes are the bane and will destroy and continue destroying comic book stores every year, year in and year out. Yeah. So if you are a comic book store, get rid of pull boxes. Find another way. Get online. But yeah. that's just my 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 little soapbox. Yeah. I mean, but it's true. I mean, we see all the time, all these stores, and they post in these groups, and they're like, here's my stacks upon stacks of stuff that hasn't been picked over up in the last yeah. two months. Here's yeah. my $1,500 oh, yeah. worth of unpicked up books from last month. Yeah. Well, that's rent. Yeah. I remember going through pool boxes and seeing the same dude's books just sitting mm-hmm. in there. I'm like, Darren, are we pulling this guy's stuff yet? No, we'll give yeah. him another week. And, and if you ask me, pool boxes are more of a risk than speculating because you're, yeah. you're gambling on that person's going to keep coming back in. Um, and life so, happens, so it's not always going to happen. You know, they're not always going to come back. Yeah, and 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 the the prog- the process of a new collector. Here's how new collectors work: they go see a movie, they like the character, they venture into a comic book store for the first time. They add three or four titles to their pull box. They come in every week and add a couple more. Before they know it, they have forty or fifty titles on their pull box. They then a month later figure out, shit, I'm spending two hundred dollars every two weeks on comic books. Well, how am I? Well, I really like the owner, and I can't. Yeah. I don't know if I could tell him that I I can't do this anymore. Well, well, I just won't go back in again. No. And then that owner, not you know, not thinking anything of it, lets it go on for two or three months. Yep. And then they end up with eight hundred dollars of comic books in their like a long box of books. Yep. And multiply that by four or five people per month. And there's nothing you can do with those books. And there's nothing, because they're mostly dead books. Every now and then, like when we canceled out some of our pull boxes in the early days, like in 2018, we found like 10 copies of Venom 3. But back then, Venom 3 was a $10 book. Yeah, it wasn't hundreds of dollars. It wasn't hundreds now. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, so there's pull boxes. And then there is rent. Then there is utilities. And then maybe you make just enough money to have a staff. Maybe of one person, two people if you're lucky. Most most comic book stores run off the volunteer basis. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they work. They like or I don't, trade or, or trade. Yeah. Um, I don't have enough money to pay you, but I'll trade you some comic books if you come in and help me, or if you want to work off that really expensive book, we can work something out. Yeah. So they don't have any money, and they're trying to support their family. And most likely, most comic book store guys also have a second job and. Most of them probably got into a bad partnership with three other friends because most comic book store owners are fans that just wanted to own a comic book store and they didn't understand how this all worked. And then Diamond sucks at explaining how to order, so yeah. they're going to make you over order by tons because mm-hmm. all they're not they're not going to put any input in. 
So comic book stores in general don't get any wins. No. So if they're smart enough to, I don't know, look on the internet once a week and look at spec books or top ten books, and they ordered extra copies, I say they take every win they can get. Mm -hmm. If they have a hot book and they order ten extra copies and they know that they have three Star Wars fans that they need to take care of that maybe not... So take care of your three guys and then charge the 20 damn dollars. Yeah, because how often does that happen? Not often. Exactly. Once once every few months, uh, you'll have a big, big book like this. Right. Um, and we were lucky enough to order a couple hundred extra copies of every version of the book, and, we, yeah. and then we never listed the ratios. Yeah. So we were lucky enough to go into this smart enough, actually, not lucky. We, we are very educated in what we gamble on. Yeah. So we're not lucky. We're smart. And we, there, yeah. there are some, there's some things that we, com- we completely miss. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, we may miss. But by missing, we still overordered the book and still have 10 or 15 extra copies yeah. laying around. Right. Um, so, because that's how we order, but these stores need to take their win and they need to quit being so stubborn. And if you don't have a million dollars sitting in the bank account stores, take yeah. your win. Take it. Yeah. And okay. Okay. You don't want to put it on your shelf. Cool. Sell it on eBay. Yeah. Get rid of the book. Yeah. Don't feel bad about it. Make your money, take your win and take that money. Either maybe take your family out to dinner. You made enough money to take your family out to dinner. Because cause here's the thing, is is if Unknown Comics didn't upsell that, you're, uh, you know... My customers would have just bought it and done it what, themselves. Or who's to say that, you know, that that stock wouldn't have been moved to other company that mm-hmm. is a different kind of, you know... I'm not saying Unknown oh. has a side company, but, you know, com- <laughs> comic book store A. <laughs> if you don't know, Brandon just had a fight with his mom. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I operate brick-and-mortar store A, but then I have totally different branded online store, eBay store, you know? See, I have no shame. So like when it comes to me and that, that yeah, kind of exactly. situation, I'm just saying that, that you don't know how many times that's actually happening. Oh, it happens right? all the time. Yeah. You know, somebody will have like their eBay account that they opened before they ever even thought of a store name. And it's like Tom comics, one, one, one. Yeah. And there's their stores named, you know, Bob's comics. Yeah. You know, no one knows who that is. And, and that's a way for people to dump product. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I just, I want the consumer to know, if you want to continue having local comic book stores, you need to support them, quit complaining about them, and you need to actually understand why they upcharge when they upcharge. Yeah. You had three months Now, if yeah. you walk into your comic book. book store and you pull it out of your pool box and they're charging you 20 bucks. That's you need absolutely to leave that. wrong. You need to go to unknowncomicbooks.com and order it 30% off before yeah. FOC yeah. because yeah. that is that is not okay. Yeah. If you're, I am, if you're I will going never... in there beforehand and you had it on your pull box two months in advance, there's absolutely no reason you should be getting charged. Yeah, right. I, I will. Yeah, that is never Agreed, okay. because that, that was an agreement between you and the yeah. store owner. It's mm-hmm. a handshake agreement, Yeah, but so is you fulfilling and... Actually buying yeah. your books, if, if too. I'm coming so. in every week, and I'm buying my stuff at cover price all the time, or whatever the price you guys have, yeah. then it should be that way even if a book gets hot. But but let's also discuss one other thing, another soapbox. If you have books on your pull list, and then you take them and walk around the store and put them back on the shelf in secret, because you don't want to actually buy that book anymore, <laughs> and you don't want to take it off your pull list because yeah. you're chicken, just tell you're the guy. wrong, too. Just tell the guy. It's like, better for him to not order. I never even would have thought that. of doing that. Oh, it, it happens. Ha- oh my gosh! I, I we have customers that came into my old store and now come into my new store. 
that do that crap, and it pisses me off. Just take the book off your pull list. Yeah, just let me know. <laughs> this is another reason why pull lists are terrible. Make them pay up front. Yeah. Make them order online. Well, and 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 there is there's there are two schools of thought, and it's coming from different products because now you, on the other side of the other coin, you have things like game pre-orders, mm-hmm. which is completely different because of the you get specialty the, content, the, the lack the lack of the the differences in lack of supply. Right? Yeah. There is now, especially in the age of digital uh, gaming, which gaming. I mean, books now there's digital versions yeah. too. Because you can technically, for five bucks, yeah, read it online. Yeah, but that's you're not, not what, you're just not going to own it, right? Yeah. Stanley um, said it best. <laughs> but you know, there, there's the argument to be made. I'm not going to give game developer, game publisher X sixty dollars to make money off of because I know I'm going to get it day one, right? Yeah. I, like I can't think of a video game where I was not able to walk into a store and buy it. For market value, I think or, we know, also, for MSRP. We, we also yeah. live in Amarillo, right? That's true, but I, I think I, the only time I've ever pre-ordered a game is when I want the special edition that comes with a statue or something else. Right, now. right. But yeah. that, that's something that's that a variant, is, right? right? Something yeah. that actually is very limited, one print only. Yes. Right, yeah. which is still a complete waste of money. But don't get me started on collectors' editions <laughs> of games. Um, but I think that's the mindset of people that you know don't want to do FOC stuff because, well. You know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna wait till it releases because I'm not gonna give a company my money to make money off of ahead of time. That's wrong in this case because there is a demand issue mm-hmm. when when it releases. Well, but but okay, the difference between video games and comics is not just the hot book, right? Um, you know, the guy who bought my old store, um, no names, but he got to where he was so gun shy about ordering. He wasn't ordering extra books for the wall oh, at gosh. all. Gosh, yeah. Like you would walk in and be like, "This was on my pull list." Well, I didn't order any because only two people wanted it, but those are two people with pull list, you yeah. know. And that's so not pre-ordering. Or Diamond would short you, and you didn't yeah. because you didn't order. You oh didn't no, have he just straight up didn't order it. No, I'm just saying because that's how you would get burned as well. Is... Yeah. Well, Diamond is a whole. That's it's a, a whole, whole show. <laughs> Diamond is a whole show, and IDW can be mixed in that. We'd hashtag that. Yeah, yeah. IDW could be its. Oh my lord! Dynamite IDW. Would be right there with them. No, no, Dynamite's okay. They just move their street dates too much. IDW had gotten a bad habit last year of printing all of their books before FOC. They took initial orders only, and then when final order cutoff came, they they didn't up the print runs. They just uh... left them as they is, and they, we always got allocated. So we there was lots of books we never ever get. Wow. Which is so dumb. But um They're changing that, thank you, IDW. Yeah, they, they are working on it and I appreciate it. I appreciate the new bosses and I at IDW. Yep. But I just I really when when it comes to comics, if you don't pre order it, the store may not order it, and then you're gonna walk in and then there is a demand issue because yeah. like okay, say Ed, have you ever have y'all okay, if you if you don't know Big Apple Comics is the longest tenured store in Amarillo. It's been around for thirty, almost forty years. Thirty-one years. Uh, Thirty years. Thirty-one years. He was, was he he, he opened in nineteen eighty-nine. Um, okay. I I, w- I was a regular customer of his in the nineties, in the two thousands, and actually until I opened my own store. Uh-huh. Um, but he was the ultimate example of he didn't order enough, right? Um, or if a guy came in and wanted a book, he would just pull it out of your pull box. 
depending on where you were alphabetically and give it to the customer he's never seen before. Yeah. So your pull box wasn't insured. But, um, he, but you know, back in the day, you would walk in and his, his new release wall would be full. Like it had multiple copies. You, di- you didn't have to worry about it. But now you walk in, there's maybe one or two copies on the wall. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's not a problem with that. It's the way he orders. He, he knows his customer base. But we would never survive like that if we ordered like that because there just wouldn't be enough undamaged product to even fill our orders. No. I do remember you'd get shorted on pull list orders and you'd send one of us or you'd do it yeah, to, go to, to, go to, to go to Hastings, Hastings yeah. or Big Apple and yeah. buy and I, it retail. I'd buy it retail to sell it to my own customers at yeah. discount. To make sure that our customers are To make sure our of. customers are always yeah. taken yeah. care of. It's always been my way. If I, And even to today, if I can find copies of something we're shorted on, I'll order it full retail from Midtown. Yeah, we from, will. Uh, I'll do whatever it takes, but there's just times that there's it's just not possible. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But, spawn. Sad. Spawn. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Spawn. Still on me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but there's there's times that like when when you look at the way things are done in the comic book world, the comic book stores need a revolution. The comic book stores need to really have somebody that can come in. And try to help them redo their business. Wasn't there a, a, a show about someone would come in and actually help people? Like, well, you've got like uh, the you, kitchen shows. And yeah. You've got the hotel shows. You had the and, the what they called the profit, and he would go into just any yeah. kind of business and try to try to revamp it. And, and that's like what that. comic book stores need because one, I think about twenty five percent of comic book stores are owned by. Guys that are well they're past... They're not businessmen, they're fans. Well, this first example is guys that have been in the business since their 70s or 80s. That was a loud truck. Yeah. That was a loud truck. We're kind of on a street that doesn't get You know, like Ed. Very much Ed so. is 77 years old. Wow. Dave is 84, 85 years old. They run that store together and they have for 30 years. Yeah. But the internet is like a, a really confusing place for them. Lunar was the first time Ed's ordered online. Yeah, and I had to go to him. Like when they announced that Lunar was taking over, like taking DC over DC, Comics. like I called both of the local comic book stores here in Amarillo and said, "Hey guys, you have until Monday to, order. to get all of this stuff set up." And we actually ha- had to help one of the stores set up. Like we walked them through it. We even placed their first order, and they yeah. ordered through us for like two weeks, three yeah. weeks, a couple weeks. I had to do order because. And again, guys, this goes back to I never want to see a comic book store fail. Right. Without comic book stores, I would not be here today. Like, comic books changed my life in such a positive way that I, I wouldn't be here without them. Um, and I never want to see a store fail. I've helped stores set up. We've, we've helped stores set up websites. We've helped stores get through hard times. During the COVID time, we, we actually, like, sold them exclusives at super cheap prices on top of giving over 10,000 books away to the custom, our own customer base. Yeah. Um, but comic book stores need a revolution. They need to revolutionize the way that they do business. And the first thing they need to do is get rid of pull list and set up a Shopify account. Cause it's like 20 or $30 a month, 30 bucks a month for the basic stuff. Yeah. yeah for the basic stuff. Yeah. And, and that comes can, with a point of sale. Yeah. And I mean, they can do all this stuff and it'll, it'll change the way the world works. Just because it's the way it's always been done. Doesn't mean it's the way it should be done. Right. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You guys so work smarter. The first yeah. 25% of, guys are these old timers that are just stuck in their ways they're not going to change 
But like our store here locally, he's been debt free since Pokemon came out because Pokemon <laughs> paid for his life. So he has no bills. He doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't need to change. He doesn't need to adapt. It's just the way things are. But for other stores, they're not that way. It's my example earlier that it is guys who just jumped in and they just wanted to own a comic book store and they have no idea what the hell they're doing. Yep. They have no idea of finances or money. And they may even jump in with like two or three of his best friends who won't be friends with yeah. him after this is over, by the way. I was talking to a guy, another, another business owner here locally earlier. He was helping me with some network stuff. And he's like, they never do tell you about all these taxes and forms. And you don't hear about all that good stuff when you want to own I'm your own business. I'm still surprised you two are legally brothers. <laughs> Well, well, we figured this, it this, out. This 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 <laughs> this is more of a Chris Chris has blood, sweat, and tears into this, but it's not a partnership. I know. Yeah, yeah. We we did that the first time around, and we we Dave Ramsey this. Dave Ramsey says no partnerships, and we figured it out. We make it work. Chris Chris, you know, when Chris talks about it, he talks about it with ownership. I I've always been a supporter. Like even at Table's Edge, my old comic book store, <laughs> it was all about. Giving your employees and your customership ownership of your business. Yep, that's how it should be. They should want to b- belong. They should want to come in and like. At, at first, I didn't understand how it worked, but like I had customers who just wanted to come in and bag and board, hang out, and talk comic books. Uh-huh. That's how it should be. And you know, we're if, bartenders. Yeah, you're Basically. bartenders for non-drunk people, which yeah. can be hard, guys. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, because we don't have anything to drink, and you're telling us all this stuff. It's a little, <laughs> a little less messy, though. But the smells are just as interesting. <laughs> and a topic for another show, maybe next week's show, girls in comic book stores. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and the reactions of others in and comic how, book stores. And how your male comic book collectors... I've got a couple good stories just from bringing my wife to the store. Okay, so next week, we're going to add in... Girls Gosh. in comic book stores or, or at comic book conventions because uh, <laughs> I made a lot of money off of having a girl selling comic books during a gaming tournament. Ooh, gaming tournament! Oh, oh yeah, that's some good no, ones from that. Especially a card gaming tournament where there's a lot of <laughs> overweight gentlemen sitting in chairs that yeah you know, <laughs> have open backs. But, Plumbers well, aren't the only ones with that issue. Yeah, there was, oh. there was a Magic player banned <laughs> from proposing. like two years <laughs> proposing with that was at like LVO or something. It was yeah. a big tournament. Yeah, it was a yeah. huge tournament. So yeah. okay, so next week that's one of our big topics: girls, <laughs> girls in the nerd world. Yeah, um, that's funny. So, but if you're a comic book store, and I just want to put this out there, and you ever have questions, or you, if you're a new store and you're listening to this and you want to understand how to order, I've walked lots of stores through it. I don't mind helping you. Um, I'll spend time with you on the phone. I just I want stores to be successful. Yeah. Um, I want stores to, to make it. And the biggest way to make it is by, by not spending too much on the front end. I tell every store that I've helped do their ordering, whatever you buy in your first month, well, you, will, you will close your store with that inventory yeah. because they don't know you exist. Um, unless you have another local comic book. Uh, you're the only comic book store that's ever been in your town. Yeah. You might be able to get rid of all that stuff. And so I'm going to leave it with that. Speculating for comic book store owners, great. Yeah. Be wise. Take advantage. Take advantage of that moment because you don't get many wins. If you're a customer and you're mad about it, I, if you want to keep that local comic book store, get over it. Yeah. You know, pre-order your books. Put them on your pull list. Go through those previews. Those previews are free, I think. I think they're like 
The Marvel one is free if you buy the big one. The big one's like two bucks. Yeah, and, but, and most people give them away for free if you have a certain Or they books. just put them on the counter at the yeah. shop. So well, go through that previews. You're or, there You're there talking anyway. Previewsworld.com is absolutely free. Yeah, so you can yeah. go and check it all out. So. Yeah. so again, if you didn't order it and you don't, you don't get it and you don't get to... I'm sorry if you didn't get to scalp on it, but uh, the store gets first dibs. They they put all the money yep. into it. They yep. have to pay rent. Yep, yep. So that is that is that soapbox. All right, we're done with that. So we have gone a really long time. Soapbox. So we will. Why don't we go ahead and we'll we'll table King and Black okay. for next week. That's gonna be time to um, read it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's and I great. Have to get it. So it'll be good to talk about. Yeah. So we'll get caught up on King and Black. We'll talk about it. Um, and uh, we'll we'll talk about girls at comic stores. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun conversation. Thanks for joining us. Uh, of course, if you're watching the video uh, podcast, you can also catch us pretty much our audio version anywhere uh, you get audio podcasts: yep. Stitcher, Apple, all of them. Um, or if you're listening to us, we're on YouTube, yeah. uh, so you can watch the podcast there and uh, look at all the things that Darren is talking about that he won't describe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Brandon, Brandon is very pretty today. <laughs> Always. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and if you're not following us on all the social media platforms, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on, we're doing live sales every week on, yeah. on, on, on those platforms. Live on sales in, almost on every Instagram. Friday on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Facebook at unknown comic books. Yep. Twitter at unknown underscore comics. And then of course, Twitch as well. You can find us there. So, so thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Bye. Bye. Thank you.